Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuing Faith podcast with Lana and Iggy. We have our wonderful co, no kidding. We have our host, Lana and Iggy. I think it sounds better, Iggy and Lana, or you should just put Lana and Ignacio. I don't know, Lana and Iggy, you like how it sounds? Okay, cool. I love it. Anyways, so today, thank you for all the love, by the way, on youtube shorts and we're so close on reaching 700 followers on oh, on on youtube so yay god is good god is good um but today we're gonna share our our journey on how we became christians because every time i post like a comment box on instagram people are like oh my god alana like how did you make the switch and how did you make that switch so fast and honestly i feel like when you're a hundred percent committed to him he can change you from I, one day to the next and on top of that we're very intense people too so <laughs> yes and, and not in a bad way i'm saying like, we're we intense stick people to our word and when and we commit so anytime we do anything we try to do it to our best we don't dip our feet yeah when, just our toes we dip our whole bodies i think that we're like that when it makes sense what we are the messaging that we're receiving right like um i'm going to let you start but just to kind of explain what i'm referring to is the fact that we were on our spiritual journey like pretty much from the get-go of our relationship together and what we were doing it, I was. I feel that I was never one hundred percent committed on sleep and it sound. So um, I was never one hundred percent committed because it didn't click for me. Like I had a lot of questions. I I was challenging constantly the process and the the lessons, and it didn't make sense to me. And when I opened. That's my mom. Yeah. She's intense. When I opened the when I opened the Bible and I opened myself to getting to know who Christ was and what he did for us, it kind of made perfect sense to me. So that's kind of what started the fire on inside of me to learn more about Christ, learn more about God, and learn more about the purpose that our creator has for us it's it's so beautiful um for you it was a little bit different though. yeah before so. we start when you when you said like and and what he did for us i think about that and like when i listen to worship music or i'm just like in the car like about to get down from work i look up into the sky and like i literally want to cry because the fact that he came he sent his son here he died for us as a sacrificial love and to save all of us even though we didn't deserve it that makes me want to cry every day and i'm so thankful for it um but like he was saying for me just to give you kind of like a background um we ended up doing like a good 200 hours of this i would say yeah you could say that you could say that um and for me like i am i would say i am a really good student but 
that can backfire on me because I just like listen to what the teacher has to say and I don't challenge like Ignacio would. Um, so for me, this process and becoming a Christian, I had a little resistance at first because I basically, and I feel like for me, I had a lot more resistance to it. And not to mention, I was younger than you. So I feel like you are younger than me. Yeah, I am younger than you, and the the younger you are, I feel like the the more your brain is has more is more influenced. I would say. Yeah, and I also think I that mean, it, like you stop developing at twenty five, your brain, I believe. I also it has to do, I think, with like the lessons that we receive from the Bible are also can conflict with the yes. society that we've grow up into. I, I, I look now into the word of God and the reason things make so much sense is because I can see the result of what it costs and it's costing society to depart away from God's word. And I don't think that a lot of people can make that analysis because they don't know the word of God. But the moment you start reading the word of God and the moment you start learning the word of God, you realize how yeah. much damage we have done to us as a society by just not knowing the word of yes. God. We, you were talking about our 200 plus hours that we did on like this spiritual journey and not even once through our spiritual journey, we were introduced to Jesus as our savior. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so sad to see how society talks about Jesus and they recognize Jesus, mm -hmm. but are we actually spending time in admiring the sacrifice that Jesus had and did for us? to save us like there is no proper teachings about that like all the teachings that we received it's all so self-focused on yes. like what we can do like what we can do if we set up our mind to it you know but and then we will acknowledge Jesus like we will say like oh Jesus was great but why he was great like I don't think that he was great because he wanted just for people to say like, oh, he was great. Yeah. I think that he was great because he came here, he died on the cross, he paid for our sins. But the most important thing is like, he lived a life that we cannot live and the lessons that he left behind by living that life. And oh, nobody wait. teaches about that. Wait, really quick. I just have to say something. It's a little off topic, but yesterday I was in the car with Olivia, our daughter, and she goes, mommy, what is sin? And I'm like, well, it's, it's wrongdoing. It's doing things that go against God's word. She's like, she looks at me. She's like, mommy, sometimes I do that. And the fact that she can acknowledge that was mind blowing. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay, Olivia, you were born into it. And that's what you're flesh desires so mm -hmm. now it's all about going against what we truly desire and doing our best to follow 
Christ. And she just stared out into the, the, into window. the window. And then as we're leaving for ballet yesterday, she goes, Mommy, I want to go to church. I want to go to <laughs> church. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. Because yesterday I prayed. I'm like, God, like, you know my heart. I want to get, I want to continue to get closer to you. Show me some signs. And just give me some validation because sometimes I do feel down. Again, I have a platform. There's a, there's a lot of positivity, but there's a lot of negativity as well. So, I mean, I do my best not to feed into it, but I'm human. So, um, that, that was definitely a sign from him. But going back to... So, sorry to say that, but it's funny. Well, not funny. This is what I talk about, the Bible showing us lessons about everyday life. And you mentioned Olivia. Olivia is five years old. She acknowledges that she sins already. Like our pastor, one of the first sermons that we listened to, he talked about how children naturally, they already know how to lie. Yeah, they and are like, not taught that. They, they, nobody, you don't grab your kid and teach them how to lie. Now, spiritual people that they don't follow Christ, they will say like, oh, they learned that because they see their parents doing that. And okay, like that could be an argument. I don't think that that's the case because I rarely remember lying like in a, lying in a way that my kids will know that I am lying, you know. But Jesus said on Matthew 19, verse 14, let the children come to me, don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And you just share the story. This verse came to my mind because when we are children, we have that innocence, but at the same time, we have that eagerness to, when, once we discover Jesus, like our kids are discovering Jesus through us, once they discover that, they love being around Jesus, and they love going to church, and they love uh, Sunday mornings, they love singing, and it's just like that's another correlation about what happened to us on a regular day happened to you on a regular day and you sent me the video that she wanted to be to church she wanted to go to church and she was upset of not going and then you have the bible that jesus calls us to be like children because heaven belongs to children oh, so, oh my goodness um but just going back to our story let's get into it yeah. so I would say, uh, I don't know how it really came about, but I, I just, something called me to, to, to tell him like, hey, I think we were like all speaking about it here at work. And we were like, hey, like, let's go to church. Like, let's go to VU. So I called him and I'm like, babe, let's go to church. Like, and every Sunday we'd wake up and like, we'd go out to eat and go about our day. And... We'll <laughs> wait go 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 and i would tell him like babe we, we like me and him would look at each other and we we're like why didn't we go to church today like we had all the time 
It would have fit perfectly into our schedule, right? So selfish of us. Um, why aren't we there? So I would call him throughout the week. Babe, we got we to gotta go to church. I'm like, let's go to VU. Let's go to VU. And he's like, no, no. I don't want to go there. It's like so big and so hype. Whatever. Like, let's, you know, actually, you know, my partner's brother is a pastor. Let's, let's try out his church. So again, weeks would go by. And we'd ask each other, like, why aren't we there? Oh, it's in Miami Lakes. It's a 30-minute drive. Oh, who cares? And we would make up, like, these excuses. It's like if somebody on the other side didn't want us to go because he knew that once we got to the father's house, that he, we would not be his anymore. Mm-hmm. No. We will not be on our own mind anymore. We will be his. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, that's what I meant. Like, he wouldn't have so much control over us and our relationship. Because let me tell you, one time I called my The first two years of our relationship was so rough. Let me tell you, I I don't know if it was my hormones, but, like, one day I called my mom. And I used to have, like, I think I was, like, in, like, psychosis. And one time my mom was like, Alana, like, I answered the phone and those weren't your eyes. And these just... Like, the intrusive thoughts every morning and every night were so bad and, like, just so, like, pushing him away that once we started, again, like, once we started our faith together, I trust this man with my eyes closed. I was going to add, I was going to, add to the story, and, again, this is on the Bible. I'm just putting analogies of like our story comparing to what the Bible calls us to do and for families that are out there that are listening to these I also think that one of the main reasons why we didn't go to church earlier is because I was not doing my part in the sense of the Bible calls the husband to be the spiritual leader of the household and I don't think, like, she would bring up the comment, oh, I want to go to church, this and that. But it took my initiative to be like, okay, this Sunday we're going, and me waking up and getting ready and having already, like, everything lined up to go from the night before to get everything ready. Because I promise you that if I would have woken up that Sunday, our first time in church, and I would have told you, like, oh, babe, let's just go to have breakfast, we would be having breakfast. And from that day forward, it's like I am the one that, not because she doesn't want to go, like she loves to go and she, like, she's driving our faith together. But I am called, as the Bible says, the, the spiritual leader of the household to make sure that we don't miss every Sunday and that everything is done on time. I'm the one that she takes her time getting ready. So I'm the one that uh, rush her. I'm the one that if she tells me like, oh, can you help me with Adriano? That day, I don't have no excuse. I'll shower him. I'll change him. Like I do my part because I want my family to be there. So that's another correlation. And actually now our son wakes us up and, oh yeah and he knows sundays he goes teacher. teacher teacher yeah because they have a kids program so he loves going there i want teacher so th- those those are the things that we can 
like very little, small examples that, but I think it works for people that are kind of like, okay, what does it mean to follow Christ or how do I follow Christ or what do I do? Oh, and by the way, I know it can be intimidating, intimidating going to a church where you know no one. So if you live in Miami and you want to go to church, just send me a message and like, I will gladly meet up with you. Yeah, I mean, I promise you that, well, maybe you're right. Maybe for me, it wasn't intimidating because we knew the pastor and he was waiting and for us there. Exactly. And I feel like you're more, he's like so social. Like at the end of the service, he'll like go and like talk to people and like mingle. And I'm like, oh my God, babe, like how do you do that? Like I'm so shy. And I'm like, I'm going to go get my kids, right? Um, That's a gift that God gave me, I guess. Exactly. So I feel like, like you're naturally like, oh, I'll just go in where I don't know anybody. And you make your room for yourself there but on the other side for me like i'm not like that so that's why i'm like if you want reach out to me and we can have like a little meetup but you have to be on time if not i will get in trouble by ignacio yeah like that's one thing like you have to meet I, me there at 10 15 i don't wait for anybody he won't even like, like wait in the i don't coffee wait. Line and we'll, he won't even be five minutes like three minutes late to worship I, I told i told her this the other day because she didn't want me to make a coffee at the house she's like oh i want the coffee from the cafeteria this and that so i was like okay if you want a coffee we need to leave here at 9 45 instead of 9 50 because i'm not going to get late to worship because of a coffee like what's more important worshiping god or coffee and i think that that kind of like shook you a little bit because it was like okay uh, so then no, I went. I I knew, but I'm like, okay, like I'll. Get I know, there but early. when you hear those, like it's like the phrase that I'm going to share today that I listened to, on the weekend that I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. But it's like when people, when we keep accountable each other, you know, like you told me on Sunday, no, yeah, you told me on Sunday or Saturday, I was having a, a Saturday, I was having kind of like a, a day, and he and you go, oh. Uh, Every time you don't pick up your Bible in the morning, you're like grumpy or stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that's a check for me. So I guess that that day that you were craving a coffee from the cafeteria by me telling you like what's more important, a coffee from the cafeteria or worshiping God, that's a check. Like sometimes it's good to hear from partners that are going through faith together. Yeah. It's not calling you out or saying that you don't care to worship God. Like I'm not meaning that. I'm just saying like sometimes because we live in our sinful flesh, mm-hmm. We need reminders. And then, yeah, exactly. So I feel like once I got there, I kind of, my prayer and my prayers have always been like, please allow me to get closer to you. Um, Like, I know you're there and I know you hear me, but like, you know, sometimes I struggle. I'm a little resistant. Like, you know what I done in the last two years? Like, can you give me a sign? Can you open my heart a little bit more? So like, I swear with those prayers, now it's just like, before I even work out or brush my teeth, I am in my Bible. Like, seriously. And um, one time, funny story, one time, it's not funny, but one time I was in the shower and I'm like, God, please, like, give me a sign. And this girl, her name is Ashley. I had never texted with her before. Like, we're in the same Bible study, women's Bible study. Um, which now I read out loud. Now I unmute myself and I read out loud because I don't know anybody there and I, I don't know anybody's faces. I just know voices and names. So now I actually read out loud and he's so proud of me because I was so scared before um, and timid, which you would never guess. But 
mind you like she had we had never like individually texted each other and then she texts me i kid you not oh yeah I remember. within like 30 minutes after i asked him that and i prayed for it she she told me she was like hey alana i just want you to know that god sees you and he will never leave you or forsake you oh <gasps> and i got chills i'm yeah. like oh my god so i swear like if you want to get closer to him ask him for it and you know maybe if your partner right now is not is not seeking him be the living and the walking testimony and i promise you like he will take initiative if it's in god's will you know so yeah to me to me it was a little bit different my my journey as i was saying because um i was not i was not seeking him uh i was not as i said we were on this spiritual journey together and i was always debating and challenging the teachings and the lessons so like that makes me a good student i think because i don't take nothing that nobody tells me for granted you know like and that's one of the things that i want to install into my children and i encourage everybody to do the same thing because at the end of the day just because somebody has the title of a teacher doesn't mean that God, babe, preach. they preach. are actually able to teach you something you know like i know so many people and in fact i'm going to say a little bit something controversial but it's like we live in a country where people feel so entitled when they go to x y and z university but then you look at results in real life and they are going through life the same way that somebody that didn't go to college and that they're just getting a job or sometimes people that did not even go to college are able to achieve a lot more than those who go to college so at the end of the day for me maybe this comes to me naturally because of me being in sports or because I've always was a little bit of a rebel uh, and I had that attribute in me that I would I don't think so I think you know what I think it, God called you and I think that you're a chosen one and I don't think it's all of those traits I, th I think it's because of him well maybe that's another way of seeing it but so yeah, I was saying that is why so I was saying thank you for that so I was saying like I I was going through that journey as I said I was not seeking God uh, in any way shape or form but at the same time i was and i share this on the bible study and i share these many times very uh, over the surface i was going through a very dark time personally uh, going through a, a business that didn't didn't perform the way i expected it to perform i know why relationships that, that business was fueled with ego and pride yeah that too um and 
having relationships that were not the best for me. And it got to a point that I pretty much was on the verge of losing it all. And I got blessed with an individual, which is my partner today in my life, that I've always looked up to him. And he came in a moment into my life that I was like, why would this guy in the level that he's at give me a hand? Like, he doesn't need to give me a hand. I am probably going to be more of problems for him than not problems for him. So why would he even help me? So fast forward to make a long story short, like now I know why God put him in my life. And if it wasn't because of him, I would not have met God. It's, and he was the one that from the very beginning, after me having conversations with him, asking, I, I, was, I, I would ask him, I would say, like, hey, bro, can you talk? And I would ask him the same question that I just shared with you. I was like, bro, you don't do this with anybody. Like, this is an individual that he never did what he did for me, for anybody else. Nobody. Like, people that introduced me to him would call me and would be like, bro, what did you tell him? to do this with you. Like I've been trying to do business with him forever and he's never given me like that blessing. And with you, like, it seems like he did it and he trusted you. Like, what did you do? And I'm like, I don't know, bro. I literally don't know. Like he just, I guess he liked the business. I don't know. But again, because I was in this spiritual journey, I believed that it was because I set my mind to it or because I attracted him or all these things that they never make sense to me. But because I was part of the process, I forced myself times to time to believe them. And I would ask him these questions and he would say like, bro, I just saw an opportunity and you're a good guy and I wanted to do it. Can I say something? So... Actually, last week's podcast, thank you for sharing, babe. Um, last week's podcast, I don't know if I told you, but the the video was like it went out of focus and like we just couldn't post it. So we just only had the audio. Okay. I didn't know that. No. And what a coincidence <laughs> that we spoke about manifestation versus God's will. Oh, wow. And I, if you haven't heard the, the episode, go listen to it because I did a lot of research, okay, on it and how manifest and the person who invented and was the creator of all this law of attraction and stuff, she was an occultist and a satanist. 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 And I'm like, oh, now now that I think about it, I'm like, hmm, no wonder. Like the video just didn't end up like. Yeah, sometimes you know. And to finish the story really quick, today, and I said this many times, and I, I have proven, I have living proof in my life and in other testimonies that this is the way God's work. Back then, I didn't have the answers as to why he appeared in my life. Today, I look back, and if it wasn't for him, I would not have met God. 
And funny thing is that I would go to the office and be there and he he has employees that has been with him for 10 plus years. He never talked to God about any to any with anybody of them. Like he never I don't want to say never but like he never had God conversations that he did with me. And I would wonder why like why he would bring up church to me why he would bring up the bible to me why he would bring up all these things to me and all these other people have been with you forever like you don't like yeah you share god but you don't encourage them to go to church you know so whatever like that was god using him as a vessel now i know that god used him to bring me to him and you know that's just how God sometimes works and that's how I got into God's house and as I said at the beginning of the episode I'm a very intense person and when I give my life to something well not to something like that when I give my life to God I wanted to do it to I wanted to do it the way he created us to do it like you know a lot of people give their life to God by just saying it or by just going to church or by just reading the verse of the day. But I was hungry and I'm still hungry to learn more and to spread his word and to share my testimony and the gospel to with as much people as possible and to live a life that will make him proud. So that's kind of why and how we got into faith. Yeah. In, and um, it's, it's crazy. Well, it's not crazy. It's, I feel like every sermon I listen to, it's kind of like I have to relearn everything. Well, unlearn and relearn because I kid you not, every time I listen to a sermon, me, I, me and him look at each other and we both laugh because yeah. it's the opposite of what we learn. So if you're having a lot of resistance, trust me. I get you. I feel like it's easier to just learn something than having to unlearn and then relearn something completely different. So if I could do it, you could do it too through him. And I read this, I I listen to this phrase, which is going to be the opening to what I have to say next, which says the following. It says... Let me pull it up. I forgot my iPad. And after that, I want to ask you a a quick question. Okay. It says, God is not bringing down his standards to fit yours. And I think that this is something that most people that look at religion or that look at the Bible and faith struggle with a lot. And it's something that comes up in today's society constantly where it's like, oh, well, I have my truth or I have my opinion or I have my uh, way of seeing these. And in God's will, we can't do that. You know, uh, I can challenge God's word with my point of view or with my vision or with my uh, 
feelings, you know, like he's not going to allow that. He's not, he's not going to even tolerate that. So I think that that's something that can cause a lot of people to kind of like struggle trusting and giving their life to mm -hmm. God, you know. But I think that once you are past that, once you are past the point that, okay, I want to fit his standards to mine, and you understand that that's not going to happen, that that's not the way it's supposed to be, and you now try, because this is the, the, the most beautiful part about God, is that he doesn't expect you to be perfect, You know, he just wants you to try. He just wants you to give it your all. He called, he created you and called you to worship him, but knowing and understanding that we have sin in our life. So that's why he sent Jesus, his only son, to die on the cross and pay a price that we were never going to be able to pay. So we can have that, call it, uh, compassion through our, through our journey to be like, okay, I, I sin today, but if I repent, and I truly repent, okay, and we talk about this on previous episodes, and I truly repent, and I seek him, and I ask him to change my heart on this trade, He will get to work and he will slowly change it, but he will still forgive you and he will still love you and he will still embrace you. Now, the contrary side of that, which is what's happening on society, is that they are like, oh, well, uh, if God doesn't, uh, if God created the, wor the world, the universe, and he already knew good and evil and he's the creator, what did he allow evil to exist? He, would, he could have eliminated evil. Well, because without free will, there is no good or bad. If I take away will, imagine like we are all born again and we, first of all, we will not be able to describe free will because we will not know what it is. But the fact that God allow us to have free will because he created us to his image and he gave us that gift of free will, Free will is the gateway of good and bad, of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to learn how to control and how to live a like Jesus life. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question before we wrap up. We wrap up. I want to stay on, on the topic of our journey. And marriage because that's that's what a lot of people ask us so i want to ask you something um what role does prayer play in our relationship and decision making as a couple that's a question for both okay i'll answer it after you so i think that we could do a better job in praying together more um I pray every day. Uh, I don't think, and this is something that I struggle with in the sense that there is no right or wrong way of praying. There is no right or wrong place to pray. 
but I do feel that when you allow yourself to get on your knees and pray, uh, it's a different experience, and that's something that I want us to do more as a couple. Uh, but for me, prayer, uh, I mean, if I don't pray, I feel that I am, I don't, I, I, I don't want to use the word I feel like because then we start into like, oh, well, it's your feeling. No, I don't feel like anything. I, when I don't pray, I, God is telling me, why are you not talking to me? Why are you not seeking me when I don't pray? So, to me, prayer has become like everything. And recently, I had to make a very uh, important decision because I... So, God told me that something was going to come to me. And then, all of a sudden, I had two opportunities coming to me. And I was very conflicted in the sense like, okay, where do I pour my energy? And I was praying to God to tell me where should I go, and he answered, and now I know which direction should I go. But that's another thing to show you sometimes that the devil sometimes comes up to on, on promises that God is giving you. And, and God told me, like, oh, something big is going to come to you, and then all of a sudden I had two. So now one of them... I know for a fact that it's from God. The other one, I know for a fact that it's from the devil trying to boycott God's plan for me. So in those moments is where I, I pray the most and I try to ask God for the answers. And that's what prayer is for me in my life. I don't know if that answers the question. Like, it does, or kind of, but it said as a couple. Well, as so, a, that's what I said. As a couple, I think that we need to pray more together. You know, what role does prayer play in your relationship and decision-making as a couple? So for me, I I pray because, you know, as a couple... Okay, now I understood okay. the question. Okay, sorry. It took me as a while. A, it took me a while to understand the question. Okay. As a couple, you know... I should can edit that. And we're not... No, you can, you can leave it okay. in. Okay. As a couple, like, we don't always agree. And we're very alike but we're also different at the same time so when i pray and i pray for us as well like it i ask him to open up my heart and my mind and to see another point of view and i really try to ask him for his grace because sometimes you just want to snap when you guys don't agree but that's not the right thing to do so yeah, and now that I understood the question, make it quick because yes, the gonna to me is the fact that is through prayer I ask God to put us on the right roles. You know, like kind of what you just said about opening up our hearts, but is also learning, 1%. learning that sometimes I need to be the leader, sometimes I need to learn to listen to you to make a decision and uh, allowing both of us to live the life like God called us to live, you know? Like, we are both entrepreneurs. We're both very uh, go-getters. And it's hard to be with a woman 
that it's like that and it's hard to be with a man that is like that so that's the way I believe prayer uh, in our relationship has helped us to develop as a couple beautifully said babe so, well we're gonna wrap this up right yeah. here we have one percent I, lo <laughs> I love talking to you babe thank you for switching up my days um, for the filming I really appreciate you so I love you guys please subscribe please send this to somebody that you love somebody that needs to hear this so with that being said we love you and we'll see you next tuesday bye bye